What is up, my inbox bestie? So this is actually Kate from the future talking about an episode where she was talking about the past as in how much I actually made in Q1 of 2021. So I want to thank everybody who reached out because there was some naughty words that slipped through the editing crack. So I went ahead and I fixed those so you no longer have to have a headphone warning. But I say in this episode how I hadn't started my YouTube channel yet, but your girl bit the bullet and I'm going to go ahead and put a link to our first YouTube video, which is actually a Trello hack about how to see all of your due dates across all of your multiple boards. It's like a two and a half minute video. I'm just so happy that we've been able to put that there and we're going to be adding more videos at least once a week. I'm hoping twice a week to start us getting going. And we've actually had some really big shakeups since recording this episode. So hit subscribe because I'm telling you the Q2 report is going to be really, really juicy. This one's for all my nosy Nellies. You're listening to Inbox Besties, the only little guy approved podcast that gives you dangerously practical advice for turning internet randos into subscribers with benefits. You know, the kind that pop open their wallets and throw fistfuls of cash at you for your courses and, and coaching, not like that other stuff. Perf. Now let's get to it. Oh, welcome back, my inbox besties, besties. Kate Doster here of katedoster.com. And as always, I am super excited to be in your holes today. And today is an inbox besties first. So I've been doing this podcast off and on since 2017. I have to say, we were very consistent from about late 2018, basically beginning of 2019 onward. So we've been doing this show for a while, and I have never, ever, 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 ever done like an actual income report. We have broken down sales launches. We have broken down different events that we had done, what we had got from it and the money. But I don't think that I've ever really shared like money, money stuff. So I asked over on Instagram stories, Kate underscore Doster, your girl is killing it with reels. I'm having a lot of fun over there, I have to say. But I asked on my Instagram stories, like, is this something you guys are interested in? Um, What kind of style do you like for income reports? And so I sort of boiled down all the answers that I got. And now we have our first ever income report. So we're going to do these quarterly because of the way that we have this schedule and like the what to send your list this month, which we have something fun coming hopefully by the June what to send your list thing to let you guys know about that there really wouldn't have been any other time in the month. Like we would only end up with two episodes that are new, if you will, per month. And I didn't feel like us going up to eight episodes a month was really it. So quarterly it is. And I think that it's a good practice for both of us, me and you, because I'm not necessarily wanting to do like a quarterly cleanup. I usually do a spring cleaning and that's really what inspired this report as well. I wanted to shake things up, try different things here on the podcast. And I think that besides just December, when it comes to like looking and peeling apart your business, I think that it's really important to be looking underneath the hood a lot. So what we're going to be talking about this, and I do have an outline and you are going to hear some clicking because I have some actual numbers, which yes, at one point in this, I'm going to tell you real numbers. I want to know what else that we are going to cover. So we're going to talk about really what was going on with the business for Q1. We'll talk about some goals that we have. We're going to talk about my overall revenue goal. Just, you know, the things that I'm going to be sharing with you here are cash in hand. And that's probably what we're going to do for most of the income reports. I mean, if we have a big live 
five launch and we, you know, have a hundred thousand dollar launch, then I'll probably tell you how much it was sales wise versus how much cash in hand. So that way you guys can see it. I think that that's super important to differentiate the two. We're going to talk about like what's been going on like personally with my stuff. And it's just a really cool 90 day reflection things that I'm working on both personally and in the business, what I've been struggling with, uh, good things that have happened, all, all of that greatness. Um, some investments that I've made, like I said, we're going to talk a lot um, about expenses because that's the part that I thought was really, really eye opening for Q1. So <laughs> what happens in Q1? What was our goal? Well, first we just start with our overall goal for the year. So my overall goal for the year is a million dollars generated. I get really excited and my face is shining. And I literally had just read a report um, about like the richest billionaires by Forbes. And I was so pissed because literally it was eight women were on the top 100 and only one of them was self-made. Every single other one was inherited from either their husband, their dad, or their grandfather. Now, technically I think number 104, she was also self-made, but both ladies that were self-made were in real estate and both of them were in China. And I was pissed. So <laughs> that's when I was like, no, like it's a million cause it's a million. And then it needs to be more than a million and then it needs to be a billion. And then it needs to be beyond. Okay. So you're going to hear about when I actually tell you the numbers for what we made in Q1, you might be like, Oh, you're like, Kate, you're going to be like so sad. You're so far away. So I just think that when it comes to like revenue goals and even list goals and all that sort of stuff, I don't really pay attention that much to the numbers and you're going to be like, Hey, that's so dumb. But like, I just work on the mindset around it and was like, what in me wouldn't want to have a million, what in me does. And then I make sure that I take the inspired action. So I do everything that I know how to do in the physical realm. And I do everything that I know how to do spiritually. I mean, you guys know, if you've been following me for a while, I've really loved Amanda Francis's money mentality makeover and her abundance, her elevate into overflow is actually my absolute favorite course by her. I think it's only available as a bonus to MMM at this point, but seriously, money mindset mindset work has just played such a huge role. And honestly, when I started incorporating it into love your list, our students saw such bigger wins that it's just it's powerful. So I'm not the person that's going to be like, okay, if I want a million dollars, I need to sell 80 of these and 20 of those and 15 of these. Like, I know there's a lot of people like that, but like, I'm not going to tie the hands of the universe. Like I have no idea that by Q3, I could have an entirely different, like high level coaching program. And that is how I make a quarter of a million or a million dollars just on that. So I'm not going to tie the hands of the universe. Um, what did I think it was Tiffany Montgomery once who said something like she's not going to tell God how to give her her blessings. I'm not very religious, so that didn't really go for me, but for honestly, for the manifestation part, I'm like, I'm not going to tie the hands of the universe being like, Oh, you need to give me 152 people and to love your list. And then no, yes. Sometimes when I am setting goals and if you guys listen to our breakdown of our hundred K launch, I was just like, yeah, 137 people need to be in here. But like, it was a gut feeling. It wasn't like, oh, I've got to force this and then I need this and then I need that. No, no, that's not the way I roll. So Kate's pretty woo, but you probably know that if you've been around here for a while, I love mixing the two. So for me, when it really comes down to the million, it was why didn't I want it? And I had a lot of mindset junk around it because I had seen, this is probably a couple of years ago, because now most of these people have fizzled out, which that's also a thing. But like, I've seen people where they went from like you little and scrappy to like these huge businesses and yeah, they crashed, but they just, I don't know, their general attitude changed. They seem really dismissive of their audience. They just, 
they didn't have the heart. And so for me, it really, really boiled down to, and we've talked about this here. I think this is the Enneagram two showing. It's like, I really love being relatable to my audience. And I really had to reconcile that by us making seven figures, it's not me putting more space in between you and me making you unrelatable and like not wanting to hang out with you guys and be this. It's if I get to the million dollars, then I will be able to have the choices to get everything else taken care of. So that way I can show up for my people and my time is not stressed over everything. And it's more about seeing it as a choice and to prove to everybody that you can be a good, kind-hearted, ethical entrepreneur, that you don't have to be a giant lady boss. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, but like, you don't have to be any of those stereotypes. You can just be a normal chick who yells at a microphone in her office or in the corner of her bedroom or on the kitchen table and makes a million dollars. <laughs> I don't look like I make a million dollars and I'm fine with that. So I've really been reconciling that a lot. And so that's why I'm like, this year we're talking about numbers. So what really actually helped me, and this is why I want to bring this up, but reconciling this money is when I switched it from a million because it felt almost a little prideful, like, Hey, hey look at me. But then I'm like, what is being humble? Like a lowly view of yourself? Not for me, not for me at all. So nopes. When I really broke it down into how many people that is going to equate that I get to help. And then those offshoots. I mean, you guys have heard me cry on this podcast before thinking about like, we had somebody that, you know, she was really nervous about selling a group coaching program for couples. She did it. She followed her templates. She got in like three amazing women and like, then they worked on their issues and then it was less fight with their husband and then their kids were happier. And it was just like the trickle down effect of the things that my students do just like, it gets me, it's getting to right now. And it's like, if we had generated a million dollars in revenue, like that is an infinite amount of people that we are helping by doing the brave thing, by sending those emails, by being brave enough to create their programs and put it out there and to help others. Because I know for a fact that like ethical entrepreneurs, those who really, truly want to help, but also make money because those don't need to be mutually exclusive are my people. And everyone else who's just out for a paycheck, like they can't stand your girl. So it just makes me so happy. Oh God, just thinking about it. So for me, that tends to be motivation. I mean, I love money. It comes to me every day. Like it's, it's the best. I cannot lie to you. I love me some cash, but for me, I also needed to anchor it in people. And it was just like, yeah. I get to have it because I want to and look at all the stuff that we're going to do for it. Like, oh, it just gets me so much. Would you rather crawl across glass naked or have to stand in line at the DMV with Taco Bell tummy? You know what I'm talking about. Then actually have to write an email to your list. I mean, you don't want to come off too salesy and what if you're boring and you don't want to add to all of the noise and somehow every single week besides the cold sweat, you bust out with being finger tied, you know, instead of tongue tied because you're actually typing. Don't you just wish that you could just magically snap your fingers and almost have somebody else write your emails for you? Well, that's exactly what you're gonna get when you invest in the Email Marketing Fairy. The Email Marketing Fairy template set is over 50 grab and go newsletters, welcome series, and even an 11 part sales funnel that you can use as an amazing jumping off point to actually write emails that connect with your audience, get replies, and most importantly, get those buy buttons hit. And all you need to do to get your hands on this, along with almost $100 worth of free bonuses, is by heading on over to TheEmailMarketingFairy.com. That's right, head on over to TheEmailMarketingFairy.com and you will never have to awkwardly tell your list, hey, I know it's been a while, ever again.
So that's a goal for a year is a million dollars in revenue. So I will keep you guys posted in our quarterly reports about how we do that. Um, so like I said, I don't have any big plans. My, my <laughs> team really hates that, but I don't put any pressure on any one thing because I'm so dedicated to putting money in the hands of good people that it doesn't matter. Like I can do it a million different ways from Sunday. And we have some new things that we're thinking of rolling out. There's something that's really, really, really been on my heart. It has nothing to do with the what to send or email list this month series, but it's something completely different that I'm just in love with. And I think that's going to be coming out a little bit, a little bit later on this year, but I'm so excited. So what went on in this quarter? Because we're going to be talking a lot because, you know, I want to run a business where you don't have to be chained to your desk. I have a tendency to be chained to my desk because I freaking love it. Like I love what I do. I love creating. I love helping people. I love talking. I love working through their issues. I love using my brain. I love encouraging people and motivating them and helping them break through their blocks, whether it's what to say, or, oh my goodness, who am I to say this? Like all of that stuff. I love it. So I would do it all day, every day. I also can't sit still. Definitely feel like in my old age of, you know, mid thirties, developed some form of ADHD, (laughs) not the hyper part, just the, I don't know, like I need to create stuff. I cannot sit still, not a passive person at all. So that's that, (laughs) which I think causes some stuff for the team. So we're going to talk about what's going on in my life, what's going on in the business quarter and all that. So for Q1, which is January of 21 to March 21st, we bought a house. So this is a tangent story, but it is one I've been telling you I was going to tell you. So this is how Kate manifested her house. So back in November, we got a bill from the town that we were living in. And I never liked that town. It was just the closest to my hometown that I could get because my hometown is a beach resort and the towns just sucked. So we got a notice that was like, they were putting essentially a levy on our now old house for like $20,000 for like a sewer system. And like, it was just like ridiculous. And the interest rate was so bad that the state had to get involved. Like, I just, I hate that town. It sucks. So that was like it. That was like, I had always been saying that I was going to move closer to home because I wanted my kids to be near my parents. And I was just like, donezo. So that same day, it was Veterans Day, went online, got approved for two mortgages in less than 24 hours. Thank you very much. Being self-employed. We can talk about that in a second. Found the house that I absolutely loved that day. I saw the pictures and like, you know, this was really at the height of the market when there was really, really nothing. And I saw this house and I was just like, it's our house. Like, it's like, I see you and I'm coming. Like, yes, I'm channeling my Elsa, just everything, everything in my body about this one particular house was like, that's it. Now she was, as I call it, the right amount of ugly. So like the bathrooms hadn't been updated since probably the house was made in the eighties, you know, dark wood everywhere, but like it had hardwood floors. The structures look really good. The price and the size of the house was ridiculously good. Like per square footage, especially at the height of the market when it was, it was just like, I can deal with all of that she's mine. So we call it the real estate agent. We see it on Saturday. Again, this will happen Wednesday, Thursday, call it the real estate lady, go to see it on Saturday, put in an offer. Turns out that the house already had an offer that they were accepted on under contract. And I was pissed, pissed because realtor.com usually does a really good job of like telling you if like something's under contract or whatever. So in the state of Connecticut, which is where we moved, not my hometown, it's the town over for the record. 
you can be under contract with a buyer. And if that buyer has the contingency that they have to sell their own house, then you as the seller can take other people's offers. So they had 48 hours to say that they were going to go with the current person who had to sell their own house, or they could go with our offer. Now we bought our first house at the bottom of the market and for like roughly $5. So the mortgage company didn't care if we sold the house, whatever. They just gave us the mortgage based off the business. Always awesome. Keep great books, everybody. Be in business for two years. Keep great books. So they go like, oh, we're going to go with that uh, first person to like see it through, blah, blah, blah. And so I look at my husband and I'm like, we're going to get the house in mid-December. Like, and this was before we got the official like notice that like they were going to go with the first offer. I'm like, I don't know why, but everything my gut is telling me we're going to get it mid-December because this is all November. We get a phone call on December 14th. I kid you not. I took a snap, <laughs> like a picture of the text. Do you still want the house? Well, of course we want the house. It's my house, Durf. So that's the story of how Kate manifested her house because it was just unwavering. I just knew. I just knew. I just knew. Everyone else thought that I was crazy. We've been documenting on Instagram. You guys have probably heard about it. I, it was ours. And here we are. And that's why there's a really bad echo because I've yet to decorate <laughs> but it's mine. So because we knew in November, December that I was going to be going through buying a house, we're going to probably sell our old house. We hadn't decided we're going to sell our old house. Are we going to be landlords? Do we really want to be landlords in that town? Because we live in a different state, there'd be all these things. So we were dealing with all of that, that we did not want to do any sort of live launches around this quarter. So for Q1, all we had was the free back to business bundle, which we have run this. I think this is like the fourth at a time. So honestly, like my team did all of it. I showed up for my stuff. We got it all pre-done in December. We had gotten people's gifts down in December. We had honestly, some of the emails that you guys got in March, I had written back in December and put it into app into uh, active campaigns. So we were ahead of the ball. Um, that's why I love running these free bundles. They're so much easier than things like summits. Summits are great and they'll get you way more revenue. But I mean, y'all listen to the episode of how much money we made from the back to business bundle. So it was pretty sweet. So there were no launches. Um, we did some tidying up at the back end, but really it was just Kate's life. So we were in maintenance mode. So my goal for the quarter maintenance mode, Add some new students have a really great back to business bundle. Um, no live launch of love your list. I want to restructure the course. It works right now, but I want it to be even better. I think a 3.0 is bubbling up uh, in me, which I'm very, very excited about, but really that's what it was. The only other goal that I had for Q1 that I didn't do, and I haven't done as of this recording either. You guys will hear this in a couple weeks was launch my YouTube channel. I've been saying since December. And if I just started in December, I would have so many videos, but now that we are in a house, <laughs> it is quiet most days because the kids are doing like half real school. I mean, like in building and half home, I can get it done. So I'm very excited. So that's the only thing that I had on the plate that didn't truly get done. The other thing that did not get done in time was because we were doing any live launches, I did want to reopen up an auto webinar for love your list. Cause we, this is gonna be an interesting stat. When we get there, we closed down the little list, big profit auto webinar in October when we did our back, our last big live launch, but somehow people still kept finding ways to go and watch it and pay us. So we kept on taking the money. It's going to be really fun when we get to that particular stat. So really we were just in 
maintenance mode because we're in maintenance mode. What really got me thinking is where I want to grow sort of as a company, as opposed to just being a solo entrepreneur that has a couple of contractors and really just stepping into that leadership role. I mean, I've always been with those people that just kind of like take over because I don't can't stand incompetency and I have no patience. So that like that part was it, but I mean like actually like how to give constructive feedback. Cause again, that Enneagram two, that people pleaser me came out. Um, how do we set up the system so that way we can go bigger because our word for the year as a phrase is ascension on every level. So for us, and yes, that's an Amanda Francis phrase. So for us, that means things like we redid the email marketing fairy template set that professionally was done by our creative director. Who's actually a designer. She redid the sales page. She redid the sales page for love your list. So it's going through our old content that we have and I hate the term love leveling, but you got to go with me here. Up leveling the branding, making sure that things are more effective for people, really just like revamping everything because I got way too many messages last year. People saying, I wish I'd found you sooner, or how did this happen, or what's going on, or why didn't I know about you sooner? No, 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 no. This year it is all about audience growth, but we needed Q1 to really get our systems and our basis about it. I, however, deciding to renovate two houses myself, um, I redid two kitchens and a bathroom, uh, not probably the smartest use of my time, but I love to create. I love putting my stamp on things. So yeah, probably wasn't the smartest move, um, for our stabilizing thing. But because of that, I mean, the biggest investment that I've made in the business in, in a while, I think since last January, honestly, in 2020, for a group coaching as a 12 month group coaching program, it is run like clockwork with Adrian Dorson. Oh, you guys know I love the book. We're like clockwork. We've talked about it so much. So we did that because the business, I took about two weeks off when we first closed on the house. And then I took a semi week off when the week that we moved in here. But that first week that I took off, like all hell broke loose in the business secretly, not so secretly. Um, both of my key staff members had medical emergencies. And then the other one was somebody who was just like a new hire and they were just like home alone and didn't know what to do. And it was a hot mess. So being able, because there's only four of us, and then we did bring on a fifth individual kind of, which we'll talk about next quarter. Um, but we also did hire out a company for something else, which we'll talk about in a second. When one of us, when I was gone, usually they could deal with it, but like two of us done. It doesn't work. So that's why run like clockwork was investment for us. I don't think 100% it's not for most people. I do think that it's people who have scaling pains. I would have to say it's something that's really great for one like clockwork. Um, because she's, she's big, but I saw her as I, we needed a coach and they were opening something up. And I thought that this was really great. And again, learning how to give feedback, delegating versus deciding, I'm just really excited. I love clockwork. And then the whole goal of clockwork is not for you to take a four week vacation. It's for your business to be able to take a four week vacation from you. So we're looking to be able to clockwork myself out if I need to. And then also to see if we need to clockwork out team members, how we can sort of handle it. So that's been really interesting. And I'm sure that we'll chat about it in another quarter as well. So that's really what Q1 was just about stabilizing in the back to business bundle, which it's a giant list builder. Um, that's, you know, one of the things that we are really working on throughout the year is just getting in front of more people, kind of like you guys, right? Um, again, I was so prideful that we made so much money with such a little list, but now it's like, why are you letting your pride 
hurt you from helping other people, you jerk. So, so that happened. So in our effort to get more people, we hired a podcast pitching company, Angie Trueblood. Very, very excited. So I started doing a lot of interviews. We started working at them right around the time that we moved into the house in like February, March. I'll definitely report more back on that. But I just think, again, ascension on every level. Um, I do think that we might do some ads. Um, when you, we go through the numbers for Q1, we did no ads for anything. It was just all very like collaboration-based things, like back to business bundle. The podcasting thing really hadn't gone yet, but it's just sort of like, you know, our stuff getting seen on Pinterest, you guys here in the podcast, that sort of like level-headedness. We didn't want to add more people too, 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 too much. So that's what Q1 was, was all about was stabilizing and all that goodness. So da, 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 the goal for Q2. So the goal for Q2 is still wrapping up some loose ends from Q1. Again, we're going to be constantly working on clockworking, getting our systems and our processes. We are getting a giant head start on our summit. We decided to move it to this summer because everyone and their mother and cousin did it in September. And I figured, why not? So we're actually going to host it in July. We'll see how that pans out. I'll let you guys know, obviously. Um, but we're getting way ahead on the game in that. And I am working on rebranding and redoing collaboration cash in. I am working on things for Love Your List 3.0 and really just about getting ourselves out there. We finally have our cookie method open. So it's the cookie effect, actually. So if you guys head over to katedosser.com forward slash free training, you can go ahead and take a look at that. It might let you into Love Your List. Just saying, it could be, could be a way to sneak in there. Are you sending buckets of free value every single week to your email list, but nobody's opening? Or maybe you know that the key to writing emails that people want to feverishly refresh their inboxes for is the fact that you need to add your personality, but you are so boring. Even white bread is like, mm, too dull for me there, son. Then you want to make sure that you head on over to katedoster.com forward slash free training. When you do, you'll be able to sign up for my on-demand free training, the cookie method, how to write emails so good they lick their screen, where you're going to learn the single type of freebie that took one of the students of Love Your List to over seven. 7,000 new subscribers in one year when it literally took her seven years to get her first 1,000. You're also, of course, going to learn how to write those emails oozing with personality, even if you've got none. And the single greatest copywriting technique that has generated myself and my students well over $2 million worth of product sales. And it does nothing to do with timers or even adding testimonials. And spoiler alert, they've actually used this to generate thousands of dollars when they didn't have a product themselves. So head on over over to katedoster.com forward slash free training now, or go ahead and click the link below. We restructured that program a little bit. Again, it's just always about how can we make it better? How can we get people through things faster and better? Um, I love that course, but it is huge. And so we're really looking at those sticking points, especially with sort of the new wave. How can we restructure what we already have? Do we need to sit down and like re-record everything, which could definitely be happening at one point or another, but that's really kind of what Q2 is, is just getting us out there. Um, we were looking into doing ads as well. Um, I think we're going to do some Pinterest ads. I'm not quite sure what's going to be going on with Facebook because of the iOS update that everyone's like chicken littling about. Um, but yeah, you'll definitely see us adding an ads component. So, you know, it's zero right now, but I think that why not, why not test it out? So that's that. I think we're in somebody else's bundle as well. We've got the summit. We've been doing a lot of summit interviews, a lot, a lot of summit interviews. And that's been really, really fun. So Q2, 
get that YouTube out because <laughs> I keep on saying that I'm going to do it. So YouTube out. I'll definitely report back in our next quarterly sort of accountability. So let me know over on Instagram what you want to actually do for Q2. I know that technically we've already been at it for a month, but who cares? We still have two more months left. Let's do it, y'all. Let's do it. So now that we have talked about what happened, how Kate manifested her house, again, this, the biggest struggles, like I said, is really stepping into that leadership role, making sure we don't break the business and always, always, always being that creative person. How can I make sure that this is there? Um, the only other thing is that I know something bigger is coming and I know that you guys are like, what? And I know that like, yeah, we're the email marketing people. And obviously we're still going to talk about it. Cause I think that's really important, but I just have this feeling that I don't think that love your list is going to be the course. I think it's going to be a course, if that makes sense. So I'm not quite sure how it's going to pan out. I don't know if it's going to be like the centership. Um, there's this other thing that I have in mind that I think is going to be more of a higher level, like group coaching thing. And there's also something that I've been wanting to like auto webinar funnels. It's been different. So I'm just, I'm letting it brew for right now, but like, I can tell that like a really, really cool shift is coming again. We're not abandoning ship, but something cool is happening. So Let's go ahead and talk about numbers. We're going to talk about expenses first because I find them interesting. Again, remember this is a quarter, so this is for three months. We did have two things that were a bit atypical. Um, one of them was run like clockwork. Now, I don't want to like blow up their spot, like how much it cost them because they might change their range. So let's just say that it was between $7,000 and $8,000 for the run like clockwork. It's a 12 month program and you get lifetime access to the actual content, but it's um, like there's two weekly coaching calls. You get your own coach. I think that it, it's going to be a really, really great, great deal. But I'm aware that that is a number, <laughs> but I know that we can, we can make it back. The other thing, and this one, I'm not going to give an exact number. I'm going to just roll it into our contractors numbers and things. Um, we had one contractor who had a horrific event in the family. And so we wanted to just be able to just throw a bunch of money at her and be like, we'll see you when we see you. And I think that that is again, another thing that really, really, really sparks me in doing what I do. And so that's there, um, as well. So let's talk about some other stuff. Let's talk about ooh, apps. So we're going to talk about apps first. So again, this is for the quarter, some things that we pay annually. And so I didn't like debit those out guys. We'll get them when we get them. So it is, we spent just about $1,404 on apps. It broke down to our annual lead pages, our annual SiteGround hosting, which I'm debating if we want to stay with SiteGround or not. Um, my site is currently built on Divi and to be able to de-Divi something is ridiculous, but Divi is running too slow. So we're, we're going to see there, but we're at least staying with SiteGround. Um, I still have had no issues with customer service. I know some people have said that it slipped, but they've always been really nice to me. We spent $405 on active campaign. So that breaks down to about 135. I've been with active campaigns for eons at this point. So I'm sure if your list size were the same size as mine, you'd pay way more. Uh, we are still looking to, but we haven't had the space because we've always been so burnt out with long-term projects and short terms that being able to move over to convert kit just wasn't something that was in the cards for us. But I do think with this clock working process, I think that we might be able to get over there. Um, again, I think that ConvertKit is a really great company. I think they're way more user-friendly. I mean, the whole reason why we had lead pages is because ActiveCampaign didn't even have landing pages until like last year and they're butt ugly. It was a thing. So that's why I tell everyone just go with ConvertKit. It's just the best one for everything that my people need. 
We had video hosting with Vimeo was $64. We used to have optimized player as ours. It was a big mess. I'm not going to go in there and air their dirty laundry, but let's just say they had not answered a support ticket in two years. So your girl had to get mean. So that happened. Um, I had a QDS scheduling. So use that for podcast scheduling. And now I'm doing a lot more guest trainings. That one I thought that I had paid annually, but I didn't. And I paid month by month. So it was like 32 bucks. So switch that over to annually. Um, Xavier is probably our next biggest cost right after our email service provider. And that is about $50 a month. So it's 150 bucks. And we're looking to see if we can sort of simplify our tech stack. And this is why I advise you guys to do a spring cleaning yourself and look at your numbers, see how you can do things. So like right now, Thrivecart, which I don't pay for anymore. I paid for it once, like in 2018 and it's done. Thrivecart talks to Zapier, which then talks to Podium. So if there's some way that we could eliminate, ideally, it would be like have Thrivecart talk directly to Podia. That would be ideal. Um, but as of right now, it has to go Thrivecart to, to active campaign because they talk natively and then active campaign zaps Podia. And it's just, I don't think that it's streamlined, but again, I do love Podia. You guys know that I talk about it here. Their team is just so great. Their customer support is so nice. They host all of your videos. They, I feel like they could be a really great company, but I mean, you never know. Businesses evolve and change. It might be, you know, that you guys are listening to this at the end of the year and we've moved over to something all to one. Um, I think that Podia has a really great place, especially for beginners, I think that it has just some really great stuff and it's so competitively priced. Oh, I love you, Podia. Okay, moving on from my love the fest from Podia. So we have G Suite, which was 73. Again, this was over three months. Um, domains, I only had $15 re-up, which is interesting. Another big find is I thought Zoom, we had it on annual and we didn't. So we switched to that so we can save about 15% there. QuickBooks is cool, $3 because we got a great deal. We spent about $200 on mugs. So here's the interesting thing. We send out mugs to anyone who buys Love Your List Painful. We did not open up the cart to Love Your List at all in quarter one. But like I told you, people found the on-demand training somehow when they bought. So, you know, you got to pony up. Um, we also have some other like miscellaneous like tools and stuff over here. Um, we do have a Flowdesk account because I really want to love Flowdesk. I was hoping to make it like the main email service provider that I pointed everyone to because they're so ridiculously expensive, like cheap as in it's like $18 a month. Um, and they didn't care how many subscribers you had, but last time I played with it, which spoiler was probably sometime, honestly, last year at this time, you like couldn't tag buyers. It just, you had to buy Zapier, which we already have Zapier. I'm aware of this, but like there were some key things you couldn't do. Also, we used deadline funnels, which didn't come up this particular quarter. We used deadline funnels and I couldn't put in a deadline funnel timer because they won't let you alter the HTML at the time. And I'm like, so that's why we couldn't move our list over to Flowdesk. Believe me, I would have loved to because I do think that they're stunning and their deliverability has proven to be quite good, which I was nervous about with such graphically based templates, but I just couldn't do the things that I wanted to do yet. Though I do have people that love it. So you can go to katedoss.com floor slash Flowdesk if you want to get that coupon to get it at 20 bucks instead of 40 bucks a month. And so all of that brings us to $2,699, so about $2,700 for all of that. Oh no, that was, excuse me, that actually, our $2,700 is actually how much we paid in PayPal and Stripe fees combined. So yeah, just about $3,000. But again, that means we made money, so I can't complain too much. It's the cost of doing business, but paid that's PayPal fees. 
what else? We have commissions. So that's from our affiliates for Love Your List, Email Marketing Fairy. We do have one for Trello Magic, but because Trello Magic is so cheap, not a lot of people actually promote it. Um, and that was just shy of $7,000 for paying out in commissions. Again, we did a big launch of Love Your List in October. So that's, I think, why that number is a little bit higher than normal. For our contractors, we paid about $12,000. Again, it's not normally this high, but we had you know some extra expenses with all that. Our team is myself, um, Abby, who's my right-hand lady. Then we have a marketing assistant who also does the podcast editing, Ray. Then we have our creative director slash designer, Rita. And we have also included in that contractor, we just, just, just like in March um, hired um, Angie Trueblood to pitch me to podcast, which is working out quite well. I'm very excited for that. So that's all rolled up in there. And that's pretty much about it for fees. So like the whole thing comes down to, excuse me guys, the whole thing comes down to right edit that out. So the whole thing comes down to about $31,000 in expenses. So just about, if you average it out about $10,000 a month in expenses and uh, what do I pay myself? Because I realize I'm like looking at these numbers. I'm like, I didn't pay what I pay myself. I am really bad at remembering to pay myself. It's not that I don't have the money. I just forget. Uh, so I had taken out a large chunk of money from the business in 2020 to have all of the assets that we needed for the house. Cause we needed to move them over and all of that. So honestly, I think that I paid myself and I should go look at this number. I want to say it was like $7,500 maybe. So usually what I tend to pay myself is anywhere like every month I do end up paying myself, but usually it's between about 5,000 and 700 or excuse me, 7,500. So it's usually somewhere in there. Usually it's about five though. I have to be honest with you. That's usually about where it is. I like to keep a lot of money in the business and then pull it out when I absolutely need to. Um, that's just sort of my dealio, but who knows? We might end up, um, depending after what the accountant says, have to put me on something that's a bit of a higher income, but that's just it. I do like to have a nice business savings account. We have a nice personal savings account as well. So that all works out. So let's get to the part you guys probably want to know about. Cause while you might be interested in all of our expenses, chances are you really want to know about the dough. So we're going to talk actual numbers and we're going to talk about percentage wise. So the main sources of revenue that we have are my courses and affiliate income. So we do have a couple of different affiliate programs. So our biggest affiliate program is Amanda Francis. Um, she had our money mentality makeover and actually Q1, but it was literally right when we did the back to business bundle. And I pushed back the back to business bundle, not only because of the house, but because usually Amanda does MMM at the beginning of February. So I'm like, oh, we'll do our MMM push and then we'll go ahead for money mentality makeover. And then we'll have the back to business bundle and it'll be hunky dory. Nope. She did it the same week again. So I sent a single email about it, but we made $10,000 worth of sales. So I'm not complaining at all. So that's going to be paid out over the next six months. So we got just shy of $2,000 from our first payment because it was in February. So we got our first payment in March. Uh, we got Podia, which is about 550. We got ConvertKit, which is around 600. Summit in a box. You guys know that I love Christmas course Summit in a box. It's honestly, don't, don't host a summit without it. Truly don't. You can go to katedoster.com forward slash summits. We'll get you there. Um, or summit in a box that should get you there as well. If she has her auto webinar up, then you'll be able to sign up and get in. Um, so for that, we got just about 800 and then for thrive cart, 
it paid out because it was like some of it we're getting paid out in April for the stuff that we made from the back to business bundle because you know it takes the 30 days to get paid out. So we got just shy of $2,000 from Thrivecart. So those are our main affiliates that we sort of have. There's some other little ones here and there, like other little summits that we're in and other little bips and bobs as I like to call them. So we've got that. So the affiliates equaled about 7% of our income. And all the rest of it came from coaching, which is going to shock you guys, and courses. So I don't advertise my one-on-one -on -one coaching. It's because it's full. That's usually what happens. People have to hunt me down to give me money. And then I tell them, yes, you can or no, you can't. That's what happens to me with the one-on-one -on -one coaching. Like I said, I think we're going to do something with group coaching um, because, again, people have really been asking for it. So I only take two people on at a time. So I had one person that had started up like in December. So that's where her payment was from. But then I had my second person cause I'm gonna take two at a time start up, um, in February, our official start date was mid March after I moved. So there's coaching for that. So it was about 7% of the old income, which is pretty exciting for coaching. Again, it's like, woof, this is sweet money. And again, people can find me. It's pretty, pretty sweet. So the big money makers, we have love your list, which was at 40,000 300 or no, excuse me, 43,000, which equated to about 56% of our income. So that is from people with payment plans from the live and then $13,000 from people that snuck in, uh, which is pretty fun. And then we also still have payment plans from our black Friday edition, which was about $4,000. Again, this is over the course of a couple of months. The next biggest moneymaker, which is about 20%, was the email marketing fairy and all of its iterations. And that was about 16,000. And then we have Trello Magic at $3,092. So that is about 4%. So again, it doesn't all equal about 100 because again, there's like some bits and bobs and like different affiliates. And um, we have like Ditch the Itch, which I don't really talk about, which that one we usually just donate. Um, we have the collaboration cash in, which we didn't really have a set funnel for, um, you know, I've got some things on my Podia shop that like, I just don't necessarily advertise everywhere. Um, and you know, like some little upsells and things of that nature. So that's why the numbers aren't going to quite add up. So the biggest thing that I found from looking at the numbers is one, our order bumps that we have on the email marketing fairy are actually converting higher than industry standards, but I would like to see them a little bit higher. So we have a product called one click funnels. So I do think that we'll be changing that out. I'm thinking maybe something towards list building. I wanted to revamp that program for a while. Cause I was actually one of the first programs that I ever created was one click funnels and she's, she's showing her age. So it's a matter of, do we want to keep that? But the other thing was about Trello magic and trying to decide what to do with it. So Trello magic is completely out of left field. As you guys know, I don't necessarily talk about it. And this is why I told you that this podcast in particular, I don't think we're going to be focusing. We're still going to talk a lot about email lists, but we're going to be focusing more as being a business owner as a whole. And so I think that Trello magic will really sort of help with that as a general business help. But like we were going to do this whole like revamp and all this other thing. And then like, we're looking at the money and the percentages and we're like, is this like worth it? But like Trello came out with all these changes. It's like, do we just like retire it altogether and we're just done with it? Or it literally, it sells every single day, but it's only 24 bucks. So it's, we're still trying to see if we need to make some hard decisions on if we want to get rid of it or not people end up really really liking it we have found that when people buy it they actually do end up getting a lot of my other things as well so it's definitely it's working in the ecosystem in a way that you wouldn't think that it would but it's still like and this is really where clock working is coming into effect is how efficient are you with your time meaning like is this truly has the return on investment like should i be 
focusing on a product that does this much revenue and it's not necessarily something that I'm known for or isn't looking at it being like, we did nothing for this and it made, you know, at least probably an average about $1,000 a month, again, for a $27 product, no order above, no upsell. Should we put more fuel to this fire and actually like get her done? So it's just some interesting things to kind of look at, you know, when you're going ahead and you're looking at your numbers. Now I know that you're like, Kate, like, I'm doing the math in my head and I've heard about all these numbers that you're talking about. Like you are nowhere close to making like a quarter of a million dollars in Q1. Like, what are you doing? Are you freaking out? Nope. Absolutely not. Again, I do not tie the hands of the universe. I do not worry. How is this going to happen? Like F the how, cause I know what's going to, that's the only thing that I need to focus on is I know what's going to, and then showing up and actually doing something. And this is one of those things that you need to have that showing up and doing things as well, but you cannot be so fragilely attached. Like it has to come this way because then like, if it doesn't come from this launch you're like destroyed or you don't know what to do. I know that the million dollars is coming by putting money in the hands of good people so they can do good with it. If love your list is the vehicle that gets there. Awesome. If it's email marketing fairy, awesome. If it's trail magic. Awesome. If it is the new thing that is formulating my head. Awesome. If something had to do with auto webinars, it's that if it is a paid workshop, it is that like, it does not matter to me, the vehicle that this money comes and the vehicle that I help people with. It just matters that I do it like just straight up. It just matters that I do. So with no launching, with no advertising, with no flash sales, with nothing, our energetic minimum. It's like 76,000 bucks. Like I'm going to take that every day of the week. <laughs> like, like that's freaking awesome. And I think that a lot of people, especially when they get to like a certain level, they're like, Oh, well like, you know, and I think that even myself too, with doing these, I'm like, Oh, are people going to judge us and be like, Oh, like she's only making this month. Like I thought that she was making like a hundred thousand dollars a month and all this sort of stuff. Again, we did nothing big. I think the part that really got to me here was that 13,000 from a funnel I closed down. Like people are determined and I guarantee you that there are people determined to get your stuff as well. And if you just need help talking about it, cause you're not quite sure or you're like, Oh God, like who am I to actually teach this and talk about that? Then definitely make sure you go ahead and get your seat to the cookie effect. KateDoster.com forward slash cookie method. And where we got to edit that. And if you guys want the results too, then just go ahead and make sure you head on over to katedoster.com forward slash free training to grab your seat for the cookie method. So that is it guys. I hope that you like the income report. I know this was really, really long, but I do think that it's important for you guys to see sort of what's going on personal because that's what affects what's going on business wise, what our business goals are and all that. Some challenges, some big things that we had going on in the quarter. Again, I would love to hear your feedback. Go ahead. You can leave me a rating and review over here on iTunes. You can tag me over on Instagram and I will see you guys next time. Oh, and let me know if there's anything else you want me to include in these. Bye. Thank you for having inbox besties in your ear holes today. Why don't we go ahead and make it a regular thing? Go ahead and slap that subscribe button now. And while you're at it, why don't you go ahead and take a screenshot and tag me over on your Instagram stories, Kate underscore Doster, so that way I can give you a shout out for being a bestie of the week. Later days.